0: And welcome to my Xbox and me, episode one hundred and seventy-four. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside Mr. Hype, 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 Mr. Gameplay, Play, Play, Mr. Still your girl. That's Trey Songs, but don't worry about it. Snowbite, Mike, how you doing? Oh my God, he's waving to the Queen again. The video waving to
1: the Queen. Just hoping one day she'll see me and wave right back. That's all. I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day. We're expecting another three to six feet of snow starting last night <laughs> into Thursday. So snowpocalypse is not quite done. Febu buried is still the hashtag we're using out here. And uh, everything else is going well fixed. Getting a lot of gaming time in. Yesterday I had off work due to high winds. Nice. I expect I will not work until Saturday now, oh. which will be super sweet for me and my gaming expertise.
0: Gameplay, play, play, as you would say. Um, Good, I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad you're staying safe. That's the most important thing. Dude, I don't know how you do it. Like, snow, wind. Can you not just move to California? Is like, ain't it always sunny there. Is that not the plan? <laughs> like... <laughs> Like no way, I'm not feeling that one bit, bro. I'm not feeling that one bit. Um guys, this is my Xbox and me, our weekly Xbox podcast. Uh, remember you can get it early on patreon.com slash mcfixer. Go subscribe to the YouTube channels, youtube.com slash mcfixer. That is my channel, and youtube.com slash snowbike mic. The thing is, we always promote the YouTubes, but I want to start promoting the Twitches. So twitch.tv slash mcfixer and twitch.tv slash snowbite mic as well. We both do a lot of Twitch content. So it's all within good promoting the YouTubes. But if you are someone that likes to watch live content that does have Amazon Prime, make sure you support myself or snowbite Mike, please. We could really do with it. Lurkers, we need you. I promise. We need you. Um. You can find us on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play and Spotify and the show goes live on all of those platforms and the video version on YouTube every Friday. Mike, before we start, I want to I want to give a quick shout out Twitter. Twitter. Something happened on Twitter this week or today, actually, I should say. um, And previous co-host, co-founder of the My Xbox and Me podcast has officially retired from podcasting. Uh, Ross Miller has stepped down from, uh, the Reddit podcast that he used to do with Uncle Jesse, which this week, as he said, is his last week. And, um, he's also retired from, uh, Duck Games, which was something else he was doing. It sort of comes as a shock to me because I really thought Ross would, uh, keep going, but he's, he said that he wants to get out before he becomes a jaded old man, pretty much. He's, I think he's, I think he's struggling with the grind and struggling with, uh, how long everything takes, and uh, doesn't want to lose that love for video games. But I want to thank Ross from the bottom of my heart. Without Ross Miller, there would be no My Xbox and Me. We wouldn't be here at 174 episodes. There wouldn't be Snowbite Mike and MC Fixer doing this each week. Um,. Without Ross, maybe MC Fixer wouldn't even be where he is today. Because with, without that basis of doing this show on a weekly basis, we wouldn't be where we are today. So I just want to thank Ross for everything that he's done, and uh, congratulations on the success you have had. And uh, I hope I hope you come out of retirement. I do. I hope that this is just a case of take a year off and then come back fighting. But we'll see. We shall see. Did you ever listen to the show when Ross was on it, Michael? Was that after your your era?
1: No, that was after my era. Yeah, uh, you know. Awesome to see him hanging it up after such a well-stored career that you've told me about. And, mm-hmm. you know, always hard to see your friends, the legends, we'll call it yeah. from the OG days, oh, hanging up and kind of take a back seat. But you know what? You can always wish him well. Give him a call. Maybe he'll come in and surprise guests one day. Oh, with that
0: would you. be dope. You two together would be hilarious. He's Scottish. And you can't understand the word he says half the time. So you're <laughs> hype and he's Scottish. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him off for of the E3 special. We'll see. Um But yeah, it's so weird to think like, all right, obviously you started listening to the show after Ross. So Ross was like the early period and then Kevin and oh, it's just strange, just super strange. But let's get into topic of the show this week, Mike. Oh boy, we got some big Xbox news coming up for you guys. Which is, Microsoft is reportedly set to unveil the new Xbox hardware during E3 2019. New reports suggest that Microsoft will unveil two new Xbox hardware platforms during E3 2019. And that Halo Infinite will launch alongside them. Reported by French site... We're not even going to (laughs) try. Translated uh, via Google Translate, Uh, the... Project Scarlet Family of Nux Gen Xbox Hardware will allegedly be revealed at E3 2019 and are scheduled to launch by the end of 2020. The site claims that rumours that Scarlet consists of two platforms, a weaker Lockhart console and a more powerful Wakanda console, which is what we've spoken about previously, are also true with these allegedly uh, announced alongside the rumour about Nintendo and Microsoft, which we'll talk about later in the show. In addition to this, Halo Infinite announced at uh, 2018 z 3 will reportedly launch alongside these new consoles and will be available on the Xbox One. Lastly, Ninja Theory, one of Microsoft's newly acquired studios, will allegedly release a new game early 2020 which would likely to be Xbox One's uh would, would likely to be on the Xbox One rather than the Xbox Scarlet consoles. Um, before we move too far on. Let's break it down there, Mike, and then we'll come back to the rest of this story. How you feeling so far, Big Dog? Two new consoles, oh. one, one less beefy, one super beefy. Where are we at?
1: Uh, i'm super excited especially attending e3 this year man i got to get in that microsoft (laughs) presser out there that's going to be such a fun event that evening talking about xbox seeing where the future of xbox is going to be and this is something that you and i have been preaching for a long time i told you with sony backing out i think microsoft really needs to own the stage control the narrative and what better than coming out showing the hardware talking about some of the specs taking that e3 where it's all about specs it's all about discussing the hardware and then next year when sony returns and they want to talk about ps5 well guess what we're already showing games for the next generation of xbox it's coming out this fall there's no need to delay there's no need to talk about it anymore so i think getting this early year anticipation in and out and having that conversation is going to be great we know that these two versions of the Xbox is now the new model for Xbox. We'll see if Sony takes this as well. Mm. You know, what is Anaconda? What is Lockhart? Will it be a streaming only box? Will it be no disc drive in it? So you can only download or stream games. That's going to be very exciting. How far can you push this? The Xbox one X is already the most powerful console on the planet. How much further in power can you take this with us? You know, I don't know what you would really call it, but the casual audience, how do they truly see that jump in generation when we're really getting there already with the PS4 Pro, the Xbox One X, these games already look incredible. How do we make that next jump when that kind of next generation of graphics and hardware isn't truly there quite yet so very exciting stuff i'm super excited about just the hardware level of it and i think this summer it's gonna be great for microsoft and xbox fans all around
0: yeah i I totally agree with you the one thing i'd say is halo infinite again i'm not the biggest halo guy as you most of you know but the fact that that could be a launch title for these consoles is gonna be huge uh we know that halo lately um hasn't been the I'd say all Xbox exclusive, so the big ones, the Halos, the Gears of Wars, um, except for Forza, because that sells like crazy still. Um, those big titles which used to move consoles haven't been. We've, we know that with the Xbox One, it's in second place for good reason. Marketing was poor at the start. With them coming out with Halo Infinite as their their big tentpole title. And if they show that off with gameplay alongside these two new consoles at E3, they are going to control the messaging so well um, with no competition, really. The other thing, obviously, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but I want to allude to it here, which is obviously the partnerships they are rumoured to be going around with Nintendo. Instead of it being a competition between Nintendo and uh, Xbox at E3, it could really be the joining of the hands for them. So it won't be like, oh, Xbox is competing against Nintendo and um, Bethesda, and do you know what I mean? For the conference, it's more like, no, we're collaborating with everybody, and you're going to see our logos at everything. Imagine that. Like, at E3 2019, you will see the Xbox logo on every single show, and Sony can't say the same. That would be... I think that's that's huge. Sorry, go on. Yeah, exactly.
1: Very exciting stuff. I mean, this partnership or this you know whatever this is going to be with nintendo that we're going to see at gdc you know this is all rumors this is all speculation but it is clear as day something's about to happen here with a partnership whether it be xbox game pass playable on nintendo consoles we're not quite sure But like you said, Fix, this is going to be big after such a great narrative of play anywhere with Xbox when you can play all of your Xbox One titles on your computer, right? Microsoft and Microsoft, you can buy those games, you can play them on either console, which is really awesome making a larger ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And now to have this partnership with Nintendo or so to speak, maybe this partnership, it's going to be really exciting to see what that truly looks like is game pass really going to be available on nintendo switch can my nintendo switch really run some of these games or will it be a maybe a toned down library that's going to be awesome because they're bridging the gap for gamers they're getting everywhere i think somebody put it well maybe it's tim gettys or somebody but they were talking about netflix and how netflix isn't just available on one thing right it's not just available only on your iphone it's available on everything possible and that's a smart move for there and microsoft and we've seen this with the different services they provide being in that second place being the one that's always talked to about being behind in the console generation now look at them creating all these different services finding new ways to get in every single gamer's eyes and heads this is going to be a fun one very exciting because i own a switch i love my xbox games what will this look like and i will tell you this I was playing an Xbox One title with backwards compatibility last night, and man, did it run so smooth. It was perfect on the Xbox One, and I could definitely see some of these older titles from Xbox One OG to the Xbox 360 and beyond on my Switch beyond. being able to be playable. Wow and beyond is right and my final note is with halo this is huge right fix so when we really look at big picture everybody always talks about console launch and the games that come with the launch exclusive titles Mm -hmm. right and sometimes they're hot sometimes they're not sometimes they're weak and with halo being so you know held back right we were expecting halo two years ago a year ago we were already expecting to play this halo title and for them to really behold them at the gate saying hey why don't you come out big come out swinging for us this could be a fun one and it's going to be clearly backwards compatible or so to speak back with your xbox one titles Mm -hmm. that's going to be exciting too because now all gamers don't miss out there's probably going to be a shared universe where no matter what if i'm on my xbox anaconda and fix is still on his xbox one x we're going to be able to play we know that's what microsoft is thinking
0: (laughs) don't you dare wish that on me god damn it Uh, but i will say
1: this year is going to be exciting fix because you got to think e3 we're going to show new consoles we're going to tease halo of course but gears of war 5 will come out this year yep then after that we're going into e3 where we're going to show the full on halo marketing blitz and then halo is going to come out with the launch so you're going to have a full year of big time microsoft exclusives coming out right here right now and that's what everybody's wanted the big titles coming out from this Xbox exclusivity library that we're finally going to get. You know, Sony's had such a great run. Yeah. Microsoft has had its time. Now it's their turn to step up and show you what
0: they got. 100%. 100%. To to go into some more rumors, um, we've got that Halo Infinite is allegedly going to be more of an RPG. It's going to be have more eligible... Sorry. Let me try that again, shall I? It's going to have more RPG elements than the prior Halo games. What Chris brought this up on from the Gamers, which is the other podcast I do that you guys should go check out. Um, what would you think of like a Halo? I don't think this is what this is by any. This is just me putting this out there as a suggestion to see what you think. But what would you think of a Halo like Destiny? Games of service, um, hub worlds, gear. Would that interest you? That would, that would be something that would get me into the Halo world. Would it do anything for you? Oh, of course. As a
1: big Halo fan, any sort of Halo content that you're going to provide for me and this huge fan base that loves Halo, they're going to get excited about it. We've talked about it with Halo Wars 2 and how they turn that game and that franchise into a real-time strategy game people loved that. You look at Gears of War and Gears of War tactics coming out. Funko Pop Gears of War. Microsoft yeah. is doing a good job at taking their exclusives and saying, well, can we branch them out and get them even wider? So instead of Mike and Fix waiting four plus years for the next Halo title, well, let's get something new in here. And halo infinite has been teased we haven't even seen a full trailer for it we don't really know what this is and there was rumor it would be a br there was rumor that it could just be a bunch of maps and you just play any sort of game possible we don't know what infinite means there was even a rumor at one point there was going to be no campaign so we really don't know what this halo infinite is going to be i'm very excited and if you add rpg elements if you made it like destiny Woo, what a great selling point. They have maybe that games of service MMO type feel of a Halo where Fix's Spartan is classed up in medical gear. I'm over here with thrusters and boosters and a a gravity hammer. This could all be some cool stuff. So the RPG elements to me get me very excited, but there is one thing always synonymously known with Halo and just like Call of Duty is they have a great arena-based multiplayer That has to be perfect right so they can continue keep this game on for years to come have those pro circuits constantly pushing the product Mm -hmm. have pro players out there always streaming your games. So I think there has to be a tight arena based type shooter multiplayer mechanic in here no matter how we cut this video game.
0: Yeah, no, you've hit the nail on the head, and I'm glad that you're here to talk about Halo, because you have a wealth of knowledge that I just don't have, which is thankful, because I just don't care. (laughs) Uh, Thoric also claims that Microsoft won't be discussing pricing at E3 2019, um, with the company looking to lock that down. I think that's a huge one, because anything that can be taken negatively, take it out of the show. Do that on a blog post on Inside X, not even on Inside. Just put up on Xbox Wire one day. Oh yeah, and the price is this because they're gonna scare Whatever it is. They're gonna scare people away. We know that. I think the pricing should be obviously. I think it should be. What was the Xbox One when it launched?
1: Four hundred. Four ninety nine. I think it was something okay. expensive. Was very so it, expensive. It was too
0: expensive, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because the PlayStation Three was when it came out was five ninety nine, right? And everyone sort yeah. of lost. They would say go get a second job and stuff. All right. So mm-hmm. I think I think it's gonna look a little something like this. I'm gonna do it in pounds and you guys can figure out the conversion. I think it's gonna be 450 pounds for the um, anaconda. 400 pounds for the Lockhart. Mm. Mm. I'm so that's close probably about five, I I think that's about 500 dollars for the an- uh, anaconda. 450 dollars mm. for the Lockhart.
1: Yeah. I was digging you for a minute there. I'm thinking 450 which with tax will be 500 for the Anaconda. I bet you the lighter model, 350 Turns out the 400 with tax for the lighter Lockhart model. Yeah. I like that, but I, I don't think that $50 price point isn't large enough to make okay. you jump. Because at $50, you would say, I'm going to go for the bigger one. And maybe well, that's the would. tactic is it's so close that you would do that. I mean, for the casual gamers so- even as well. So it's got to be a bigger price point. It's got to be at least a hundred for you as like a father of two or mother of five. You would be saying, "Man, a i I'm saving a hundred dollars. I have to get this cheaper version." Oh, yeah. $50 is too close for me. So
0: let me quickly go into the rumour specs of what these consoles are real quick. Again, this is all rumour and speculation. I know nothing inside, nor does Mike. Uh, this has all been reported on by Forok, uh, which you can go check out their website to get all this information. The Xbox Lockhart uh, is going to have a custom CPU, uh, 8 cores, z- minus no, it's 16 thread Z2. Uh, It's going to have a custom NAVI 4 plus teraflops GPU. It's going to have 12 gigabytes of RAM GDDR6. And it's going to have a stock age of a SSD1 TVME 1 gigabyte. Um, Okay, cool. I don't really know what any of this stuff means, but I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> Xbox condor on the other hand, is uh, going to have a custom 8-core CPU, 16-thread um, Zen 2 with a custom GPU, um, NAVI 12-plus uh, teraflops, with a 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 uh, with a stockage of SSD one uh, one gigabyte i don't know what it means i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not into tech like that does it work yes thank you Lego. let go that's why i buy consoles uh but for you nerds out there that can tell me what it means my xbox and me podcast at gmail.com email in please so me and mike can understand mike you're not you don't know any of this stuff right oh no i was just gonna yell <laughs> give me those floppies, baby <laughs> tell me the tell me the teraflop yeah i, uh, I don't I, I I can't tell you if there's a decent price difference there or anything. I just don't know.
1: <laughs> no, very exciting stuff. I think truly the narrative that everybody's looking for is this possible streaming only no disc drive type video game box that we're going to see here in the coming future. We always discuss internets and stuff, but truly having that, cheaper model that has no disk drive and you say you can download games or you can have streaming services with our cloud-based service this is how the cheaper model is going to go I think is really going to wow people especially you're looking at somebody right here on the podcast who only digitally downloads games I do not buy anything on disk anymore I can't tell you the last time I bought a game on disk it's been so long in the in the past but I'm excited for a console like that the unfortunate part is I'm a bleed green xbox fan so no matter what i'm gonna buy the highest model because that's what i want Hmm. but in the future when i get that second console for my household guess what it's going to be it's going to be that streaming only, no, you know, disk drive box that I want
0: at a cheaper markup yep. or cheaper price point. No, 100%. You've hit that on the head there, my friend. You really, really have. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear people's thoughts, concerns, uh, questions on the matter of the new Xbox. Should they unveil it at uh, E3 2019? Do you care? Are you buying it? Are you still happy with your Xbox One X? Uh, we were doing the math yesterday on From the Gamers, and we we're saying the Xbox One X then would be around four years old um which i think is i think it's a conversation we've had mike where we're like we are not finished with our exes i think at four years that's a pretty good time uh to be like okay time to time to upgrade i feel like that's pretty fair as well i don't feel i'm very lucky that i didn't buy mine but um, and then the community did but i feel like that's a fair amount of time right that you would have got played out of it Oh, you know,
1: I, I, it is a fair amount of time, truly. And when you say four years, most people will gawk at you and say, yeah. "Well, that's not that long." But truly, when we just spoke about it, is like there's going to be games that are still cross platform play here, yes, right, from this generation to generation. So you will probably get another year, maybe two oh, yeah. years out of this, right? So. We're not looking at just a base level of four. We're looking more at five to six, maybe even more here. So no matter what, if you have that X, you still will be sitting pretty if you don't want to jump to the next console and spend X amount of dollars. You still have till 2020, I bet, in the fall too. Yeah. We have some time
0: here still ahead of us. Yeah. No, exactly. 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 Moving on, let's get into what's been in our box this week. Uh, What have you been playing, Mike? A little game called Anthem dropped, and uh, we've both been playing that. But what have you been playing other than Anthem? We can save that for last if you like. Other than Anthem, uh, I am now into the springtime of Metro Exodus. Ah. Still enjoying
1: that. That world is beautiful. It's fun. It's gritty. Uh, Man, it is so, you know, I don't know what the word is. It's punishing because the resources is so, so tight to the point where When Fix talked about when he went to go see it at that live event, it is those semi-open worlds like the Rise of the Tomb Raider type gameplay where it really encourages you to go to all the different points in the map, get as much crafting items as you can. So when you go to the actual mission itself, you have the med packs, you have the bullets that you need because, man, I was in the final part of winter and there were so many enemies from mutants to this giant fish that was attacking me <laughs> to all these scavenger, ravenger guys. And it's like, I needed so many bullets, so many med packs. And it just got to the point where I had to take it down to easy oh, at the end there baby because baby I just didn't have it. And it, it hurt. It uh, truly hurt me, but I'm excited to get into spring, see how it changes up. You know, we've seen such a drastic change from being in that Russian, you know, nuclear winter. Yeah. So now I'm possibly going to go to the desert here with a whole lot of sunshine. Ah, change it up. You know what I mean? And yeah, I'm loving that. What else have I been playing? I told you, you know, I jumped into our Xbox gold games with gold, right? And these are some of the titles that you normally just hit download. You don't know if you're ever going to play them or not. And, I was in the Star Wars mood. I thought, you know what? Why don't we try something out? Okay. And so I tried out your latest game, uh, Games with Gold. That's Star Wars, the Jedi Night School or something like that. Old Xbox One title. Let me tell yeah, you, fix. Uh, it ran a so it? smooth. It's
0: uh, Jedi. Oh, crap. I haven't got it on here. I still forgot the games were gold again. My bad. Jedi Knights of the... Oh, that's not Old Republic. Sorry, carry on. I'll I'll look it up. Go on. Yeah,
1: but it ran so smooth, and I'm always so impressed when you go to the backwards compatibility list and you play these 360 and Xbox OG titles. They run so smooth. They look fine. It looks exceptional. And, man, it's so much fun to go relive, relive some of your old school days, and I had a great time with that. That's pretty much all I've been playing. Of course, Anthem is the hot topic. Apex is the yeah. hot topic, but we've already talked plenty of those.
0: Yeah, uh, Jedi. Uh, sorry, it was Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy was the game Mike was talking about. Um, yeah, I, I I haven't had a chance to play anything but Anthem. Uh, it came out on Friday, obviously. Me, Hayley, Crash played, and we have played for, I've probably put over the weekend, we put over thirty-five hours in. Woo! Ten hour days we were doing. Literally three days of ten hours. I've um again, I know I talk about my fiance a lot and I love her dearly. I can't say how happy i am with her and how much she's loving this game not to say it doesn't have problems and we'll get to that but um watching her play and the way she talks about this game and she actually knows what she's talking about it makes me so proud honestly like hayley is such a casual gamer like she'll play some games and so if it doesn't interest her she's out she's jumped out she's done Being Iron Man in this game, she loves it. She's playing it on hard with us. She's not bad at the game. Usually we just give Hayley the medic and like, yo, you pick us up. That's your job. No, no, no. She holds her own. So uh, on Sunday, I played, we've done about eight hours we played and then I switched over to football manager. And then she looked at me and she's like, Do you mind if I keep playing? And I was like, no, please, by all means, carry on. So her, Crash and Uncle uh, Firestorm in my chat were playing together while I was playing football manager and I was looking at her and she got her first um, orange weapon and she's just going crazy and she's excited. And, oh, dude, it just, it warms my heart how much fun she's having. But let's get to the game. Let's start critiquing and uh, giving some feedback on the game. Anthem for me. Finish the story now. I'm pilot level 30 done. I am gear level 410 uh, so far. Um, So what do I think of the game? The game is fun. I like Anthem's gameplay more than I like anything else in this game. I think traversing around the world by flying is amazing. I think the shooting mechanics are fun and enjoyable. The abilities are well-balanced and quite fun. Uh, Each javelin feels very, very, very different. But I think this game is extremely, extremely content-like. Like... It's content light in world events. It's content light in its mission types. It's content light in its story. I don't think its story is what some people have come to expect from a Bioware story. I've never been a Bioware fanboy like that. Uh, Amph- uh, not Anthem, sorry. Mass Effect has never done it for me, and nor did Dragon Age, just because I'm just not into those type of worlds. But I was kind of excited for Anthem. I didn't get my hopes up too much, but I was like, "Oh, this could be really good. From a world-building experience, I think it's really good. Like, it has some great characters, and you go talk to them, and you start getting a feel for who they are, but then you sort of remember that they can't move. And they just stood there. And you're going to go off, you're going to go live in this world, you're going to go do things, and you're going to come back and talk to them, and they haven't moved, and they haven't progressed, and they haven't. And it's very much pick this option, pick that option, and it doesn't matter. You can be mean to them all you want, and then be happy, and they'll smile at you. There's no repercussions for anything that you do in its dialogue options, in its story, which I think, and I said this last week, that if you're going to do that, just take the option away. Just give me a well-crafted story then. Don't give me the option to have OMB mad at me or um, anybody, any of these characters. I could go on Faye, whoever it is. Um, but it, yeah, I, I like its gameplay. I don't think it does a great job in the content sense. Um, I am, i am obviously, that's very easy for me to say after putting 35 hours in it in three days or four days or whatever it is, Um and it's like, well, to be fair, you burnt for all the content fix. It's not that. I just don't think there's that much to do either. I don't know where you're at in the game, Mike. So where you're at level, pilot level, gear-wise, and uh, how many hours have you fix- put in, if you know? I'm
1: still super early. I'm probably six hours in, maybe level seven to ten area. Yep. But it's, you know, it's more interesting when I'm watching it from the sideline. We had this conversation about these games and services as, A, it has to come out with, Quite a lot of content to keep those gamers involved, keep those people who are going to dive right into it, like yourself Mm -hmm. and so many more, keep them engaged. Look at Fix now, 35 plus hours in. He's already hit max level. Now he's kind of working on that gear level, we'll call it similar to Destiny's light level. And it's like, Look at Fix now, what is he gonna do next week? Is he really gonna wanna keep pouring time in if it's still gonna be the same mission structure, the same free play world events, like we felt in Destiny, like we felt in Destiny 2, like we felt in The Division. These were things that we talked about is, when you come out here with Destiny so well-established, Coming towards the end of its lifeline, you're gonna be here in the middle, you have Division Two right behind you a month later, you have any other MMO service based type game still chomping at your heels. How do you separate yourself? And we knew the gameplay was great on Anthem. We've talked about it. Yeah. That feeling of being in the javelin is unlike any other games as service game you can find right now. I, I defy you to yes. tell me something I similar. Totally agree. But <laughs> At the same time, you get so worn out. You beat this in two to three days like Fix just did, and now what are you supposed to do? What's the next move here? And that's what we always talked about is now the content roadmap has to come out, and it has to come out fast and furious. So You have to give something like Fix, who's max level, something to play ASAP, or he's going to move on to the next game that's going to give him that. And one last thing I want to touch on is the story is interesting. You know, Fix, we always talk about People talk about stories in these type of games like Destiny and Beyond, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always had a tough time of I pay zero attention to the stories in these kind of games. People are chatting in your ear from your party. Yeah. You're smashing B to skip the cutscenes and go back into the fun gameplay loop that it is. And the story's always been, you know, irrelevant to me. It could matter. I don't even remember what any of the destiny stories were besides me shooting aliens in the head. Yeah. And so here we are with this game, like you've talked about with the story being kind of light or the story just kind of being bland, especially for a Bioware who creates incredible stories that you know and love from mass effect to dragon age. Yep. But my question would be, Is like, does the story truly matter in a game like this? I would love to see a poll. I would love to see people email in to the, my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com to say, Hey, like, I like the story. Hey, I could tell you it beat for beat what's happening throughout the plot. Because I think most of the people are just similar to me. Or maybe I'm wrong if like I'm I'm doing this half the time the guy's talking because we're talking with everybody else and their mother, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I look, I, I agree with you in a sense where does the story matter? No. Is that acceptable? No. No. I think i've said this i've said this once and i'll say it again which is i do generally believe that out of the division destiny and anthem anthem has the best story and the best world building in my opinion um because it doesn't you get more from it if you read all the things and all the the croxes or if they're called yeah. um <laughs> the horcruxes that's harry Potter. um you do get more out of the game and there is plenty there for you to, to to dive into but for someone like me doesn't like reading dyslexic i just need the story to be told to me there's a story there and there's a part in this story that come quite, I thought, quite early on. that the light spoiler, I guess, if you really don't want anything spoiled. It's not a spoiler, really, Mike, so I will not stress. But here you go. It's like there's a part where this is how I say it. There's a part where they're recapping everything that you've done in your journey so far. Right. And I literally said to Haley and Christian, why are they recapping this? We haven't done anything. And Chris was like, yeah, we have, it's showing this, it's showing that. And I'm like, okay, I can see how you've come to that, but I don't feel like we've done anything where you're bringing me back in time sort of thing. And they're not doing that, but I'm saying, for instance, like, oh, you've, you've just achieved this and you're worn out and, oh, freelancer, you're doing so great. And I was like, I don't feel like I've done anything. I don't feel like I've achieved anything in its story. Yeah, it's still cool to run around and shoot these things, but I don't feel like my character had progressed to this point where it needed to, pay it to be paid off in any way, shape or form. There's also a part in this game that I hate. Absolutely hate. Um, which some people think is not a big deal, but I do think it's quite a big deal because it stops you in your tracks. So you're progressing fine, you're going for the story, you're doing what you love, blah ba 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 and then what happens, Mike? They give you this trials thing where you have to do, you have to find, do five uh, world events. You have to do twenty-five chests. I'm using these numbers as instances; these are the cases, but I don't remember the numbers. Um, you have to do six multi—I think it's three multi kills, four combo kills. The game is trying to teach you, but don't don't do it in a way of restricting me from content. Do it in a way where you make it fun, but they don't. It's not fun, it's restrictive, and it's very frustrating, if I'm honest with you. We still, I could carry on talking about this, Mike, where the game has got bad load times on the Xbox One X, Uh, I've had my game crash multiple times, I've, there is just, there's so much more to be said on this, and I'm sure we will keep talking about it, because I will keep playing it, um, because, again, because I love the gameplay, dude, the fact that, I went to a meeting yesterday for, for, for business and for work and stuff, and I was sad again. Oh, I want to play Anthem right now. Oh, I want to play Anthem. Oh, I want to get my lev- my gear level up. Oh, I want to be onto the Grandmaster 3 already. I'm at Grandmaster 1, and obviously plus 400 power level now, and I'm like, yeah, I want more. I want more. But why? Why do I want more? What What is it I'm gearing up for? There's no raid. There's no raid at the end of this. So I'm not gearing up and gearing up to do a raid. Cause there's no raid coming there's a raid coming in months time what so am i meant to just sit here and rub my hands together we are going to get into anthems 90 day um post-launch content but i still think it's light i do i really really do but we'll get there we'll get there um anything else to add mike before we move on to patreon producer
1: No, it'll be interesting to see where we go with Anthem. We're going to talk about the roadmap. But up next now is the Division 2. So all eyes will turn to that and how they can maybe control that narrative and change your mindset of what you just said. They have a different kind of gameplay loop, but at the same time, they were content light when they first came out with the Division 1. So it's a big step for them and who will really own your play space and all of your time and attention. I'm super excited about it.
0: Yeah, the, prob- the just to go off that rule really, really quick because we're getting long, I know, um, and waiting for your phone alarm to go off and be like, yo, we got to go, boy. Um, the- Anthem's gameplay is so fun. And I don't, I'm I'm sitting here going, please just give me more content. I don't want to go play Division 2. Like, I want to play it, yes, because it's my job and to have an opinion and whatever. But I want this game. I don't want Division 2. I don't want a cover base third-person shooter with PvP right now. I want PvE, grinding through, and interesting world. And it isn't interesting world, but just very content-like, and that's disappointing. Uh, Patreon producer this month is your boy Mike Lynch. Speaking of, Mike sent me a tweet the other day, Mr. Lynch, saying uh, three years, Division 2. I've known Mike now for three years. Mike has been supporting me on this this journey now for three years. And that's the one thing I am happy for for Division 2, is the fact that me and Mike are going to get to go back into a game where we met, where he started supporting me, um, and that's amazing. So thank you, Mike, for being the Patreon producer for my Xbox and me as Normal. I appreciate you. Without you, this show does not happen, my friend. So, thank you. Let's get into the news. I'm sort of keen starring it there. My bad. Uh, Rumour, Xbox Game Pass allegedly coming to Nintendo Switch. New reports suggest that Xbox Game Pass may be headed to Nintendo Switch in the future via streaming. Via Game Informer, uh, Direct Feed Games and... Outlet has a strong uh, track record for rumours, especially centering around Nintendo, claims that Microsoft is preparing to publish ports of its games on the Nintendo Switch, alongside allowing Nintendo Switch owners to stream Xbox Game Pass titles via its Project X cloud service. Uh, this would be this wouldn't be the first time uh, a Microsoft-owned developers have had their games on the rival Switch, uh, as such games as Minecraft and the upcoming Hellblade uh, is on the on the system, or will find their way to Nintendo systems very very soon. The report by DirectFeed uh, specifically mentions Ori in the Blind Forest as one of the titles potentially headed to Nintendo Switch, and if so, may indicate that its sequel Ori and the Will of the Wis, may make its way to the switch as well uh as we're arriving on xbox game pass later this year uh game sources uh sorry game informers sources have indicated that this announcement could come as soon as this year mike this blows everything open my friend because this is the way i look at it like i was saying, alluding to at the start of the show xbox are going to come out with new hardware which is going to get people excited they're going to show new games. I have got a feeling from the I've got, I've got a feeling in my stomach that we're going to get Playgrounds reboot of Fable as a launch title, and we're going to get Halo Infinite as a launch title with along with a Forza game. So three big games, along with this, this is all E3 we're going to get an announced. Along with the announcement that Nintendo and Xbox uh, are now partnering, and Xbox Game Pass is coming to the Nintendo Switch, which is humongous. This could be a huge E3 with this news, right?
1: Uh, The roadmap is taking us to the glory land here for E3 is right fix. This GDC is going to happen in early March to middle March, I believe. So right around the corner from us. And that is going to be the panel where they discuss kind of this partnership and what that's going to look like. And then you can imagine after this discussion, they're going to go and figure out how they can make the best marketing blitz, how they can make a wow factor presentation For E3, as you can imagine it, it's going to be the lights are going to be dimmed down, the Xbox screen is going to splash across the screen, and then a bright, vibrant Nintendo Switch Red is going to pop up, and people are going to lose their minds, MC Fixer. and It's totally true, I think, you know, when I just spoke about it earlier, it was like, it's hard to believe that x titles would really come to the switch and be able to be streamed and or played that well on the switch but when you bring up orion the blind forest and you bring up other games similar to those titles you're like okay you're right The, the switch can run those and could probably run hellblade and a little bit further on My concern is is the internet of the Switch. That service with the latency isn't quite there with the Nintendo online service. You have to go out and buy an extra adapter for the online to really be smooth enough and feel good enough. So it'll be interesting to see how this streaming service works. Is it smooth enough to run these type of games? But we do have a long roadmap ahead. This isn't going to be tomorrow. This isn't going to be in early june this is going to be an e3 announcement into maybe a holiday situation so we have a lot of time for them to build up the infrastructure make sure this partnership is perfect because this is what the gamers want and i'm truly excited for it
0: oh the gamers definitely want they dude. i'm i this is what i've dreamed of because i've always wanted xbox to make a handheld because i'm yep. especially i was so jealous of the vr and obviously greg beating that drum i used to be like oh my god i can, earn, I can burn achievements on on uh on the go type situation. Now I don't even care about achievements as much. It's just, now I can just game on the go. I mean, poo and play gears of war. Yes, please. Like, yes, please. that got a bit graphic. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry, but no, seriously of like be in bed, play switch, watch TV and play, uh, gears of war or any of these great games. Um, uh, if i could play anthem streamed through and grind out my dailies while watching tv and like just the the switch for me right now my switch doesn't get used that often if it isn't a nintendo exclusive game that i enjoy it doesn't really get used so if this gives me another reason to use it and it works more power to it and i can't wait personally
1: totally very exciting stuff and we're going to see a lot more of this coming up with GDC in the E3. You can get ready. This is really going to happen. This These rumors are too hot to not probably happen here. I hope
0: I hope so. I hope you're right. Uh, next up, Anthem's physical sales, half of Mass Effect Andromeda's. Anthem topped the UK uh, box game sales chart during the first week of releases, but with half of the physical sales of Bioware's previous game, Mass Effect Andromeda. Without digital sales, though, EAA's Origin Service this on PC or without digital sales on PlayStation or Xbox, it's difficult to draw a line and exact comparisons. The number I saw floating around was four forty five thousand units sold, boxed in the UK, which is awful. Um, but the child sales charts go like this Anthem at number one, Far Cry two, New Dawn at number two, FIFA 19 at number three, uh root in the Putin, Cowboy, Fruit in 2 at number 4. Metro Exodus at number 5. Forza Horizon 4 at number 6. New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe at number 7. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at number 8. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 at number 9. And Super Smash Bros. Ultimate at number 10. Mike? Resident Evil's not there. (laughs) Not even on there. What's happening there? No, it's cracked that so suck it. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um what do you make of this? Anthem filling half of Andromeda a box boxed. You know, it's very interesting.
1: There's a couple of points here that we have to look at and really think about. So the positive thing for Anthem and Anthem fans and bioware, no matter what is. This is going to be a games as service game. It's going to last for a long time. So sales will dip. They'll increase. They'll go up and down. But they're going to continue to sell this game for quite some time when we know that the content roadmap will dictate more players coming in, yep. people getting excited once they hear MC Fixer says, oh, there's so much content yep. three months, six months, a year from now. People are going to still buy this game. So that's the positive. On the flip side, what I would like to look at is like, how many people maybe took advantage of that ea all access like i did where they got 10 hours for free maybe they're still diving into the 10 hours we're still early casual game players can't put in 35 hours like mc (laughs) fixer so maybe they're still using their 10 hours maybe they said hey i abused my 10 hours this game is still content light like fix said it's not ready for me to fully purchase until i see the roadmap or until i see something else come out so i'd love to see those numbers of like what? How many people took advantage of that 10 hours? How many people are still in their 10 hours? Yeah. How many sales led from that 10 hours? These are all great questions. And These are all interesting things. But I think the positive for Anthem, no matter what is, the gameplay is awesome and it's exciting. People are talking about it. They do like it. They believe in the world. They believe in what's going on here at Bioware. So the sales will increase decrease they're going to continue to sell no matter what later on so i'm not truly worried but hearing that splash title you're like oh gosh, oh gosh that's ugly and that's not good because people hated mass effect andromeda people jumped away from that immediately and that's definitely not what i want as a bioware executive or an ea guy Of like i don't want that title being spread around because now people are gonna be like well if it's selling worse than mass effect andromeda i'm not buying that game no, and exactly. that's not what you want
0: exactly Shame. Overkills the Walking Dead has not been cancelled for PS4 and Xbox One. We don't care about Xbox One, suck it, PS4. Despite rumors suggesting the console version of the Overkills the Walking Dead had been cancelled, one of the game's publishers has gone on record saying it's simply been postponed. Confirmed by publisher 505 Games on Twitter, the company states. Quote We just wanted to clear the position on the overkills the walking dead on consoles and confirm that the game has not been cancelled. Uh prefer uh prefer sorry, purely postponed whilst development is ongoing. We will share further news as soon as possible. This game's in development hell on console, dude, and it didn't do that great on PC. Would you not have just cancelled it? Does anybody even care anymore?
1: I think we talked about a fix a couple of weeks ago yeah, of like was this game
0: <laughs> really bad
1: on PC. They were just gonna step away from it. But I think right now what you're seeing from this of it being postponed is maybe they think they can create something special with some updates or maybe realign with themselves. Or in my mind, it's thinking I read that and I say they're trying to recoup the money that they just lost. They're gonna try to get yep. X amount of sales, no matter how small it is. They want that money because man. Did this team just take a huge hit, a huge dip, especially with a title – Everybody knows and loves The Walking Dead. We spoke about it when we spoke about this story, but the issue is, is The Walking Dead TV show is declining and dipping Mm -hmm. after years of being so great. It's kind of on the back burner now. The Rick Grimes Netflix movies have not come out yet. Not that many casual audience members read the comics. So you're in this in-between of like, the Netflix shows aren't out yet to get that boost back up in the audience, and the TV show is dipping. So for you to create a game that isn't that isn't that. great in the long run and for you to try to catch that massive period period of audience you missed the boat there or you're too early for it so maybe they're hoping that they can try to find the back of the increase but i think the rick grimes movies are quite some time away and i think they're just trying to recoup money on this one
0: yep sounds right my dude and We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, Anthem's 90-day post-launch plans revealed. I can't really go through them all here because it's so long, uh, but I'll touch the surface on it. We've got new free-play events coming in February. Uh, we've got new live service stuff in March, being new cosmetics, new rewards, new missions, new free-play Um And more new free plays. They've got names on it if you want to go check out on uh, Bioware's and Anthem's uh, updates, you can. Uh, In April, you've got expanded progression mastery system, uh, rewards to new items, and more missions, legendary missions coming soon. They're called Phase 2. And new Stronghold is also coming in uh, April. Uh, You've also got May, you've got new rewards and new free play events and new missions to be announced I've got to be honest. I looked at this and was super underwhelmed by yep. what's been showed. Um, I get it. New free play events. That's going to be amazing because you do grind a lot of free play stuff. Again, I think I saw Desmond Liguerre tweet it, and it makes so much sense, and I hadn't thought about it because I'm only just getting to end game, like real end game stuff, which is, again, why am I doing this? There's no raid. There's no reason for me to be power level 500 plus. There's no reason for me to be 600 plus, because I'm. I, don't get me wrong, I can do um, Grandmaster free, where the loot drops are better. But why? Why do I want to get there? If there's no big, big thing, that's like this is the reason why you want to do this, then why am I doing it? And this 90 day roadmap. Don't get me wrong, it's 90 days. Um, it's a couple of months. It's 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 not bad. I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's bad because it's not. Like weekly stronghold challenges, the leaderboards, that's cool. Um, but there's just not that much here. And I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried, Mike.
1: I agree with you, Fix. I'm a little underwhelmed at that, but of course, you know, a lot of this people will get excited about. On the flip side, I continue to push that narrative of like what the what will the division two look like? Three months from now, what will Anthem be saying? Will they have a DLC that we need to go purchase? No, that's free. Will they, they say, really hey, said we're going to add some more stuff? Yeah, I'm mean, just mean like, you know, what is going to be their storyline here? We know it could be free, but is there something larger that they might have in their back pocket? How are they going to get you excited for this three months later now? Yeah. Like you're saying right yeah. now, none of this gets you truly excited, no. gets you pumped no. up. So three months from now, they better have something really awe-inspiring or wowing because now we're hitting the summer where game titles, E3 is going to be pushing things, and your game is going to continue to get buried behind a lot of news. Yep. And this is a big moment for them. They got to be ready for this. Mm-hmm.
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm The only thing I'm sort of hoping is that new legendary mission, the Phase 2 one, Phase 1, Phase 2. Maybe that could be cool and hard, and you need a full squad. You've got to figure things out. Because, again, that, that is in the game. It's just so light. It's so light. It's like, oh, frustrating. Just super frustrating you <laughs> Uh, Next up, Xbox is getting another game-changing feature. A new firmware update has rolled out for the Xbox Alpha uh, skip-ahead rings this week that introduced yet another new feature to the Xbox Microsoft family. Uh, This time it's introducing the Adobe Atmos audio mix-up mixing for people using home theatre systems. In other words, processing that can turn non-Adobe sounds uh, from games and movies into Adobe Atmos Um, or at least something close to it. Um, I don't have a surround sand. I do really want one, but just for this house, what we've got right now, it just doesn't make sense because I'm always working in the front room. Hayley's not even, Hayley don't get to use it. We bought this new TV, Mike. We got this nice 4k TV. You think the fiance is allowed to use it while I'm in here? Hell no. I'm working woman. You can't be playing on that damn thing. That's mine. And I don't even use it. Like I bought it. I'm like, oh, I really can't wait to get another place where I've got Two rooms. One that's in the goddamn office. Um, but are you are you into Surround the Sands? I know some people love it. Like and I know people oh. swear by Adobe Atmos, swear by it.
1: Oh, no doubt. You got the big time brand name there. Of course, any gamer's dream is to have the big home theater, the surround sound that's shaking the sheets. But I think it's it's very interesting and telling how many people truly have that. Of course, you're always appealing to every audience member that you can, but i'm in such an ingrained world where i have the headset on due to streaming yeah. i have my you know just my basic tv mm-hmm. speakers if i'm not streaming or if i don't want to put on the headset but i've never jumped up to the home theater living and owning my own home i could do that yeah. but it's never been something where it's like that's extra wires that's a whole day or two to set up and try to get it dialed in i don't got that kind of time i'm putting on my sweet hyper cloud x is i'm putting on my astros i'm putting on my turtle beaches yeah. and we're rolling with it but of course, any gamer's dream is that. And for Xbox to continue to push the envelope for all gamers, that's the right thing to do. And it only increases your you know, your console and the awesome stuff that you can do.
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's nice to have these features, which is awesome. <laughs> um, Next up, we've got emails. Remember, you can email them. My Xbox and me. Podcasts at gmail.com. And it goes a little something like this. Fix and snow by Mike. With the scruff, uh <laughs> With the Scruff Vintage being released for the PS4, uh, the, the one with the sticks offset, like the Xbox controller, does this mean that we all agree off-stick sets are the best? Do you think that Microsoft, uh, when Microsoft releases the Xbox, they knew the offset sticks were superior, or do, they, do you think they only did it to look different? matt aka little Smith. thank you so much for the email matt appreciate you bud keep them coming don't think you're ever bombarding us with them my xbox and me podcast at gmail.com mike you have this controller in your hands.
1: I have this controller. I bought this controller. It is an extreme premium markup here, folks. So I will tell you, this is a $200 controller. Oh my goodness. This is more money than the Xbox One Elite controller. So this is going to get you pretty set back. Now, Lil Smitty asked a great question. Did they do it because it is truly the best feel for gamers? Did they do it just to be different? And now Lil Smitty, of course, me and Fix are not with the Microsoft team back in 2004 when they first created all of this stuff, (laughs) you know what I mean? To be able to look you dead in the eye and be like, this is why they did the offset and PlayStation 1 had you know, the the inline dialogue ones. I, I honestly don't know I know for me, my preferred gaming is the offset sticks that's why I bought this controller because I can't play on PlayStation 4 and not feel uncomfortable with that controller. It doesn't feel right to me and so the offset sticks do feel good to me. I believe that it is the more, you know the better handling controller, but it's all personal preference. Even Fix will tell you that. It's always whatever you prefer, but if I'm willing to go out and pay $200 for this Scuf Vantage controller, you know that it is very important to me, and I swear
0: by the offset sticks. That's because you're crazy. Um, <laughs> do I think Microsoft released it to look different? I, I, I definitely think to look different was one of the key things. Um, I don't think they knew what impact they were having on the industry when they did it. Um, And I'm pretty sure Sony wishes they did it because it is, in my opinion, it is way more comfortable uh, to play with the offset sticks than it is to play with them side by side. It's more uncomfortable for me and my old man hands. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. I I do think that Microsoft probably were like, well, we don't want our controller to look like theirs that's like nintendo's never do but we don't want our controller to look like our competitors um so what are we gonna do we come out with the dookie the dookie was a oh, huge a huge you, thing fix. a huge oh. thing which was like jesus crumbs uh, that's amazing did you ever buy the uh xbox one dookie
1: Yes, I have the Xbox One Duke controller. I wish it was close enough for me to grab, but I was just going to say, like, Fix says, like, you got to think Xbox, the OG, when it came out with the Duke controller, we had so many weird controllers from the PS1 controller, the N64 controller with three different hand grips that you didn't even know which one to use. Then they came out with a GameCube controller with buttons you've never seen before in your life and a yellow stick that almost did nothing at all. (laughs) And so it's one of those things that i they might have been different. They might have known this was the best feel, but you got to think back in the day. This came out with a Duke controller that yeah. most people couldn't even get their hands on. It was so big.
0: Yeah, well, you got to think in. in uh, I'm pretty sure it's Japan. They come out with the the S version. I think it was called. I think it was called the S.
1: Oh, I can't the tell small, you how many off the, 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 yeah. the
0: smaller and the smaller Duke and that controller Off-brand is one controllers of the best. I had so many that the mad cats one mad cats used to be the one you know what i'm talking about i had so many
1: mad cats controllers it was ridiculous
0: yeah no i so but yeah i do think i prefer it that way and i do think it just came down to trying to look different personally yeah next email thank you again matt famous fix and mike hype wanted to see your thoughts on how mmo games with service, are changing. With the Division 2 and Anthem... I won't say they're Um With Division 2 and Anthem now releasing future content for free to, keep, to try and keep players together, do you see cosmetic transactions becoming more acceptable and used? Would you still invest in the Gold Edition of games? Division 2 Gold Editions allows one week early access to future DLC. Does that interest you? For me, I'm not interested in getting in early and paying more but i would be more interested in picking up new clothes slash armor or online keys or boosts if i'm not paying for new content super excited for both of these games and look forward to hearing your thoughts paul aka tech tech nine um paul for tech thank you so much for the email appreciate you bud so a lot of questions here a lot of questions here do I, Do we think it's more become more acceptable uh, microtransactions for cosmetics? Yes. Um, I don't care what anybody says. I've got a lot of EA um, haters in my Twitch chat currently because I'm playing obviously playing Anthem, and it's like, oh, I don't trust them. Pay to win. I don't do this. Pay to win. I don't do that. Pay. And I'm like, Anthem's not pay to win. There's nothing in Anthem. that's going to be pay to win. They've already come out and said all the DLC is going to be free. Um And Division, the first year's content uh, is free. So, cosmetics to me, yes. I I don't have a problem with it. Do you know why? Because I have have self-strength. And I know that even if I want this, I'm not going to buy it because I don't want to pay for it. That's literally what it comes down to. And I know that I've paid £50 for this game. And... I will then decide whether I want to put more money in. There's nothing wrong with wanting to put more money in um, like Mike. Mike is on the total opposite end of the spectrum for this, um, (laughs) which is uh, that he likes to buy things that look cool and he, he can afford to and whatever else. The thing I think people forget is games are still the cheapest they've ever been and not gone up in prices. That's super important. Like, super important. And what you've got to remember is a year down the line, six months down the line, four months down the line, the people are picking up uh, these games secondhand. They make no money on those games. So they need to make some sort of money from them. And if that is with a, uh, I don't know, uh, 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 an Iron Man suit skin or, or Thanos in Fortnite or whatever it is. Or we'll talk about these two games specifically. Whatever it is, c- gun skins and uh, vinyl skins and whatever or Mass Effect skins. Cool. You don't have to buy them. You don't have to you don't have to be near them. You don't even have to look at them. Like generally, you just need to keep playing the game you're enjoying. I, I, I doesn't it doesn't bother me. I think it will become the new norm because it is. The one thing I will say, which is the scary part, is they are sort of adopting the free to play model um on these games because they know it works. But as long as it means the DLC is gonna be free, I'm all for it. Cause I'm not someone I didn't like this the way Destiny did it in one or two, where it's here's the base game which is empty. And then here's the season pass content, which is pretty crap. And then here's their expansion that's actually good. You better pay me another 40 bucks for that. I did not like that model. So I'm very, very interested to see where we go from here. Mike, are you okay with uh, microtransactions on cosmetics?
1: Yes, we've talked about it. You know me. I love the microtransaction model. I think it helps fuel the fire for these developers to continue to add revenue into their game to help bolster it however what you want whether it be content whether it be more jobs whether it be progressing into the next game so i'm all about it and i really think fortnite set the new gold standard for or microtransactions. We've talked about it before. Being able to see what's on the storefront, having that storefront rotate at a pretty quick pace. We always feel like you can get something new and you never miss out on those items. That's the right way to do it. I think me and Fix have had long discussions about NBA 2K and FIFA with the loot boxes and the card packs and how 50-50 almost gambling it feels. And those fifty fifty waste money is right. (laughs) And so... When you can see the cosmetic items like apex legends right now like i touched on with fortnite that makes me say man i would buy that iron man skin because i get to see it i get to help the developers and the creators go further and i'm all about that you know i I would i'm kind of at this point right now is everybody always talks about pay to win but for me i've never felt like i've ever played a game that's pay to win somebody would have to email in FIFA. and say mike here's the game i oh i guess you you're gonna talk NBA, about sports. that's games. what's okay. gonna come up you right lit- you're right i'm you're not right. just
0: a, i'm i do not agree with it no, like, you're right about agree. That. that's literally what someone's gonna email in which is nba fifa that is technically pay to win you put more money in you get better players blah 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 blah, blah, blah. but i would be interested yeah. of like can you find me a different game besides those sports yeah. games
1: mentioned which I agree. Those are pay to win. I'd be hard pressed for you to show me that you're not paying to yeah. win that game because I've played those personally. fixed plays FIFA. He knows yeah. it well, just like I do. But tell me a shooter. Tell me one of these games that's not a sports title like those that's truly pay to win because I don't think I can ever bring one up whenever people bring these up in conversation. And I'm Star always kind of like, I I don't know about that. Could,
0: it got changed very early, but that was almost pay to win is what they're going to come out with, I would say. I can't think of it. Again, it gets into such muddy waters, right? Because you don't know... Everyone's got their own different opinions on things. Like, to me, even FIFA. Even to me, FIFA is like, yeah, okay, technically it's pay-to-win, but I could definitely beat people that have... um, better teams than me. Yes, they have better players and they paid for that or whatever. But I sit there and grind it out. That's my decision. I just don't mm-hmm. to me, I just like, look, we're all most of us that are doing this, or most of us should be that are doing this, are responsible adults with credit cards. I'm responsible with mine and I don't waste waste in my opinion, money in virtual currency on FIFA that in a year's time I'm gonna move on to the next game and nothing comes over. I'm not gonna keep feeding this beast. It's not gonna happen. Um, and yeah I'm with you Mike apart from the ones that I've brought up because I think that's what people will say I don't know many other games that I've been like oh this is pay to win like I feel so physically um under leveled underpowered um because I've not put money in I can't think of any games I mean probably an MMO that's free to play I guess but on the Xbox front I can't think of many
1: no and then to continue with his question, which yeah. is great. You know, how do I feel about gold editions? I, I'm i having a tough time thinking the last time I bought a gold edition. So there's two ways of thought here. Like he puts in the one-week early access, maybe eligible eligibility for – future dlcs you know that comes up big with more of like an assassin's creed or a tomb raider mm-hmm. game where i'm thinking down the road am i going to keep playing this and i find myself now lately of like i play that game i beat that game and sometimes it's tough for me to want to come back for that dlc yeah. unless the game is truly awe-inspiring and really gets me going so i tend to avoid the gold packages now because i know six months from now it's gonna be hard for me to come back to this game just because in the world that we live in where me and fix kind of have to stay up to date with the most recent games and talk about those it's hard for me to want to shift back and do that so i tend to avoid the gold editions now and actually you brought up a good point with destiny and that's what i was kind of hitting at at the beginning with the anthem roadmap. is i have a sour taste in my mouth from destiny and destiny 2 where it was hey, here's the content, and we're kind of talking about a free roadmap, Mm -hmm. but, like, in the back of my mind, what's telling me from nine months or six months from now or three months from now, my apologies, that Anthem's not going to say, hey, here's actual DLC number one. You need to buy this for 20 bucks," Because that's the taste I have from destiny like you brought up of like hey here's the content here's the content but now there's going to be a clear divide of like the good stuff from the generic stuff and when we looked at that 90-day roadmap that all looked like free generic stuff to me there wasn't something where it's like hey this is the stuff that gets the gamers what they want this is how we change the game those usually have a price tag tied to them and so that's where i'm getting at with like division and anthem saying they're coming out with free content but like no, What's well, that moment where it's said, gonna be big enough to do this? You know. Yeah,
0: I mean, from 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 my understandings, when it comes to Anthem, uh, they have already said that, that it's no paid um, DLC. They they come out and said that. Um, so from what I'm my understanding, I could be wrong. Please find quotes and send them in if not. Um, Anthem's content going forward, whether it be small or big, will be free. And the only way they're gonna monetize the game outside of paying for what you paid for it is going to be um from micro uh, from cosmetics where the vision is totally different which is the vision have said the first year's content is free and then they'll see sort of thing which to me says we're going to get a bunch of night a ninety day roadmap uh maybe even a year roadmap of little pieces of content and then in a year's time we're going to get a big expansion that we're expected to pay for which again i'm okay with that that's fine um but to get onto the topic of gold editions, I have never been a fan of gold editions. I'm not a fan of season passes. I just I've I think the reason I'm not a fan of either of this stuff, any of this stuff, is number one because I've never had enough money to be able to pay for it. Myself. Um, I'm still very early on in my um My career money doesn't come easy from what I do, um, being funded through Patreon um, and stuff like that. And I don't get these games always for free. Um, You guys know when I do, because I'm very transparent about it. Um, So for me, I've always hated it. I remember Gears of War 4 did it, which was by the gold edition, you get a week. I think it was the week early for a single for a solo, not a single player, but uh, for a story heavy game campaign game. And I begrudgingly paid about, I think I paid about £80 for that game. Because I was doing my Xbox and me. And how can I not talk about Gears of War the same time as everybody else? Not everyone has that, and I, I admit that. Um, but now, I'm just like, guys, I'm not paying for it. I'm not doing it. These gold editions do nothing for me. Um, a week earlier DLC? Um, No. A week no I'm good they'd need to give me a lot more like you said in the email tech which is like boosters and armor and skins and stuff like that I'd need all of it not just a week early of access like a week what's a what 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 am I getting for that you're unlocking the, the source code a week early because I paid more why give me something something tangible even me if I if I wanted to buy this that seems super weird to lock people out of content that's there so for me not i'm not about it but again ubisoft ubisoft are a business and they need to make money and if they're gonna say all the content's free just wait then you need to stick by your wallets and just wait i know a lot of people won't and i know it's going to be a lot hard even for me especially someone that's a content creator um and someone that is going to want to be in the forefront of all this dlc but We'll have to wait and see. Again, I'm very much someone, if I get the, if I get a game given to me for review purposes or impression purposes or whatever it is, um, I then usually try and support that game financially because I didn't pay for it. So if I get Division 2, I probably will then upgrade to the season pass or whatever it is, just because I wouldn't have paid the full whack for the game. So, but that's just me. Mike, that is it. Let's plug, 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 my friend and get ourselves out of here. What have we got to plug this week, my friend?
1: what is going on everybody it's your boy Snowbike mike here to plug twitch.tv slash snow mike where i stream to you live five nights a week and what i really want to plug is our sunday night Snowbike mike tournament series oh my gosh it's so much fun everybody comes from the community we've played a lot of smash bros we've played halo we've played overwatch and we just keep playing fun games so please come on down get involved and play some games as a community together and of course Show that you are the best and get those bragging rights. That's all I got to plug.
0: Uh, cool. You should definitely do that. Like he said, twitch.tv slash Mike, go check him out. He's amazing. Uh, you can find me everywhere at MC fixer. Um, patreon.com slash Fixer. that is what keeps the lights on if you're someone listening to this show maybe you're new um, and you haven't listened to any of this sh- my other stuff that i do i've been a content creator now for pff, about four years i am currently full-time at it i do not have any other source of income other than patreon so if you're someone listening and you're like oh i want to support fixer but i'm not sure i don't have a rich mom or dad trust me no one's supporting me apart from my fiance so if you can consider doing that i would truly truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart tweet it at me and uh I will retweet them and probably cry because that's what usually happens. I always get a a big smiley face when it happens. Also, this Saturday I will be launching my merch store. Snowbite Mike has got his. I'm thinking this Saturday I'm going to be launching mine. So new t-shirts, my Xbox and me t-shirts will be for sale. Uh, You've got the I Support MC Fixer t-shirt and then just the Fixer logo t-shirt that will all be for sale. Prices will be there. I'm going to be doing a full 12-hour stream promoting the merchandise. So please, 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 please consider going to buy some um and yeah just a lot of good stuff coming soon for the show I'm working on some interviews for this show I want to talk to Mike about new segments and stuff like that so yeah I am I want to give Mike it's coming we've come a time now where Mike needs his own segment like it's not it's not all about me it's not about that I don't mind keep doing the news and stuff like that but we need to get a slow bite Mike hype moment section or something like that on this show so the format I'm hoping to change real real soon until then I will love you leave you and see you all later. Goodbye.